Hey, welcome everybody. Believe Sports Biz Sports Media, also heard on pod clips around the world. I am Fred. You can email us, sportsfred at aol.com. Art Source from uh, Galaxy Sports in Pennsylvania with us. Cousin Andy Barron, a trivia expert with us. He lives in Connecticut. So we've got uh, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, and Southern California, although some people think I'm on the moon. So it's, uh, or Mars or something like that. So, anyways, let's talk about sports in 2023. More downers than uppers. We'll start with our source. I think NIL, I think the transfer portal has ruined the game in the NIL circumstance. I, I'm positive we're going to have a major, major gambling situation like CCNY in the early 50s in New York. Somebody's going to be paid off because they're not making as much as $7.5 million as their quarterback might be making. Down or upside uh, sports in 2023, Art Source. What do you think? Definitely, uh, definitely on the downward slide. Um, the other, the other thing that's really, you know, how you always say Fred's bothered. Well, Artie's bothered by one other thing. These bowl games. I mean, you know, I love pop tarts and all that. I also <laughs> enjoy my Tony the Tiger. But really and truly, we got bowl games being sponsored by Duke's Mayo and and I mean, who are in these bowl games? Is there anybody actually playing that we know on these teams? with the transfer portal. So the dates when they let these guys go into the portal don't make any sense. You want to be able to, you know, give the kids a chance to play in the bowl game. Then they can figure out where they want to go in early January. Spring football doesn't start till March and April. They have plenty of time. And the other thing is the early signing day, Andy, December 5th, you're in the middle of bowl preparation. Usually, you know, when you got to be out there recruiting your freshmen and how do you portray the, or how do you deal with the portal over here, which has proven commodities and a freshman who five years from now might be incredible, but you, you got to actually work with him. And, you know, we got to ask Andy about that. Yeah. And, so, Andy you know, Barron, what do you, what do you think? I, I'm with Artie. I mean, the, the, bowl, the whole bowl thing to me is, is sort of upside down where now that we've gone to this playoffs and knowing that a year from now, we're going to be at a, a 12 team playoff. The bowls don't even mean anything anymore, right? right. Players don't play in them. They, they, it's, it's, it, you know, you feel like if you're not in the final four, you're not even really, you know, in, in a game that matters. It, it's, it's kind of lost its, its appeal. Now I think that there were issues with it be, before as well. Well, look, tomorrow night uh, we I got Liberty. Saturday night we got Liberty Valance against Oregon. That you know what that's my, my sisters a, a went to Oregon and that's going to be a really interesting one in a lot of ways because you know Oregon first of all Oregon chokes so there's a chance they could lose that game which is is ridiculous. Liberty's undefeated last are, time I checked, right? Well, yeah, but but I would also think that most of those kids probably couldn't make the Oregon roster. You know, but, but, but you know, let me but, make this let me make this case. Yeah. Bo Nix, one of the few top-notch quarterbacks, right? Who's going? Who's leaving? I mean, he's, he's a senior. Will be playing in that game. So he's he a stud. Because he's a stud, Fred, and yeah, he loves his team. And they gave him an opportunity. I think he was second or third in the Heisman voting. I mean, the guy's for real. His dad played at Auburn. He's a big kid. He's going to be a good pro. That's the kind of guy that I'd like to see the people talk about. You know, you somebody know who plays for his team. But Artie, I think it also has to do with the fact that um, that that he lost twice to to Washington. Didn't look great the second time. Um, I think that he's trying to end on a, on a high note for himself going into yeah, the draft. I'm sure there's but some of that in there. Too. I think he wants another game out there, especially against a team that he probably thinks um, he can do. Well, then well. The, you know, look at a guy like Joe Milton from Tennessee. Tennessee is going to be you know playing against <laughs> Iowa. That's a hell of a defense. 
I mean, Joe Milton backs out of that game. Is Joe Milton really going to be a top draft pick in the National Football League, the quarterback from Tennessee? We have a, I, I think we have a mess in collegiate sports, and it's caused by the NCAA. Uh, and again, you can make any argument you want. All they had to do, not all they had to do, but they could have paid the kids thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars a year, besides the room and board, and uh, not go to the 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 uh, NIL thing. And the transfer portal of me is totally insane. Uh, again, if a coach leaves, you have a right to leave. If your parents are sick, you have a right to go home and play for yeah, a hardship school. duress. Right, exactly. Right. But you shouldn't. Have, the kid from USC, Daniels playing for four schools now in five or six years. And, and you know, the interesting thing is Dorian Thompson Robinson is now out uh, for the rest of the year for Cleveland could have actually played a seventh season for right. UCLA all to do to the COVID. Thing. Yeah, that <laughs> was right. bizarre. Guys are actually literally there's four or five kids that have played seven, seven seasons of major collegiate ball for a myriad of different collegiate entities. Right. So I, 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 look at, my heart's with my number one sport has always been baseball, but number two, it's been uh, collegiate basketball. Number three is collegiate football. My heart is, I swear to you, I have not opened up my collegiate well, between one and done, one and done in, in, in college basketball, which Andy knows about. Yeah. I mean, it, to me, I just want to see a little bit more emphasis put back on you know the educational gifts of college. And, and what it provides you for the rest of your life, not just the 1% or the 0.05% who make it big in professional sports. God bless them. They were, you know, they're in great. But what about the other 99.5% of the kids who we need to get graduated, who we need to get good jobs and, and, and go out and, and be great, you know, great people in, in society? Whatever happened to that? So how do you, how do you, how do, you do that? Yeah, how do you do that now in the future? with a Big Ten conference that has schools in the Midwest and the East Coast and teams. the West Coast, right? And forget about football. Now you have – By the way, you know the ad they and... do where they show all the – they sh yeah. the ad they do for the Big Ten where they, they actually added the Rose Bowl and the Rocky Mountains to that, that ad. So now they go from coast to coast. And, they have to buy 15 more seconds, stuff. I think, to be able to do the whole ad now, That's right? what I'm saying. They have to spread everything out. It's like, oh, my God. But, think, but the Big, think Ten, Big football, Ten has 18 teams, you guys. Well – and football, football is what's driving that, but the other sports are the ones who are really paying the price, right? Are you, gonna see, are you gonna see these colleges get their own jets so they can fly, you know, the band together with the teams and the you know the volleyball team and the tennis team will play the same weekend that SC goes and visits Penn State? Is that gonna are you gonna yeah, see something and, and like these, that? These college athletes that are gonna be in school two days a week because they are traveling the the rest of the week to play on Opposite end yeah, because when we used to fly back east, even in my day, we left on Thursdays because we wanted to get you know that three that three hour difference, especially right. if it was a one o'clock game. You're not used to playing at ten a.m. in in L.A. time, so we, you know you wanted to get that little transition. But yeah, there's a lot of factors in that, and of course, doesn't seem like scholastics are much involved in those decisions. All I can tell you is this: that from my perspective, and I grew up with the. Uh, Pacific Coast Conference, AAWU, uh, Pac-8, Pac-10, Pac-12. Uh, my heart's broken. I mean, I mean, I'm not putting you on. I mean, the, all those records that people set in the Pac-10 and Pac-12 are now out. Nobody's going to care. No one's going to talk about them. 
all those conference championships, uh, people aren't going to care because they're, they're all in different conferences now. All those uh, rivalries are down the tubes. I mean, Cal and Stanford, not in the same conference as USC and UCLA. But how about they're, in the Atlantic, they're in the Atlantic Coast Conference. That, that just blows my mind. We've got Stanford playing against West Virginia. Or, I mean, you think West Virginia would be in the Atlantic Coast Conference before you'd have Stanford. But then again, you know what? It's all. What, what's our favorite five-letter word, Fred? Read. G-R-E-D. All right. <laughs> The one positive this week in sports, and I'm, I'm a Bruins fan, not, not a Trojan fan. Miller Moss, six touchdown passes in the 42-28 game. So I wrote to somebody and I said, you know, if USC scores 40 points a game, every game, they'll win 60% of the time. Art, talk about that. I said, Fred, they were in a run for their money. Even their defense played so good the other night. I, didn't even, I had I had to make sure it was USC playing defense. But, yeah, that's the whole problem. You know, everybody talks about Caleb Williams. Will he be the number one draft pick? Well, he did. But let me tell you, he just wants to go to a team that has great weapons at wide receiver, a good running game, and a super defense. Because, I mean, the game in the NFL comes down to, you know, taking what the other team gives you. It isn't, you know, Lincoln Riley drawing these diagonal beautiful passes and Chip Kelly having all these offensive moves. No, it's a completely different game. You actually, and you know what's funny is they've diminished the running back in the NFL. And right now, the running back might be the most important guy because he's the only guy that shortens the game, keeps the plays down so guys don't get hurt, guys don't get tired. You throw the ball around the yard, Incomplete pass, the clock stops. Now you run out of bounds, the clock's still running. Yeah. So, I mean, the game itself, the rules, are it's so far from the game that I fell in love with in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, I don't even recognize it sometimes, Fred. Well, it feels like everyone's forgotten that your passing game is better when you have a good running game. Oh, boy, isn't it not? Those DBs start creeping up a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. All right, Monday, the big four. If it means as much, it really doesn't, but let's go with it. uh, Andy Barron, your uh, wife Lisa went to Michigan, so I presume you're a uh, Michigan supporter. But uh, are are they going to win that game on Monday? Yeah, Is the so, spread two points? I yeah, two points. It. Two points. Um, my heart's with Michigan. I think they have the 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 skills to do it. I've talked about or I thought about how like you know Harbaugh pro- probably you know moving on. So I think he wants to get a national title behind him, especially with everything that's that's happened to him this season in particular. Uh, McCarthy's a good quarterback. Corum's probably the best running back. Their defense is, is really great, though. It's not been up against an Alabama-type offense. Um, it remains to be seen. I think that uh, I think they have a, a chance. I think it's going to be a fantastic game. I hope it's going to be a great game. You know what's interesting about this game, Fred? The money line on, on both teams, if you look at it, over and under is 45, spreads two points. Uh, Jim Harbaugh's Michigan Wolverines favored. The money lines are 120, minus 120 on Michigan, minus 105 on Alabama. Usually you'll have a plus in there somewhere on one of the teams. So so this looks to me like the old amazing pick'em game. And I think what you're going to come down to is a couple of turnovers here or there are going to make the difference in the game. And I mean it's just it's I think they're the two best teams. Honest to God, real true football teams in college football. Um, but then again, you know, I watched Michigan play TCU last year and get upset 
And that was really, a, that blew my mind. A couple of bad calls, I will say that on their behalf. But, I mean, you know, you have the, the experience of Alabama versus, you know, the Connor Stallions. And are they going to be stealing signs, Fred, in that game? Or <laughs> Alabama has a way of stopping. But also, you know, we haven't mentioned this. You have Harbaugh and you have Saban. Yep. I'm taking Saban. Andy Barron, what do you think? Yeah, it's it's hard to argue that, right? Um, the, again, the only motivation I think, if Harbaugh has ever been more motivated, it's because number one, he's probably leaving or potentially leaving, wants to leave on a high note, and two, he wants to give the middle finger to the NCAA this year, right? So, <laughs> and I don't blame it. You know, so he's. So he's I'm with, I'm with highly, Fred highly on this motivated. one. I love even Michigan, to the Big Ten, but... even to his own conference, right? Yeah. So, I um, think... so I, I think it's a again, it's a pick 'em kind of game because of that. All I'm right. Go 24-21 Alabama, and then in the second game, Fred. You got Texas, who has Sarkeesian, whose nickname was Seven Wins Sark for many years. <laughs> he's got a team that's on the cusp of winning it all, and he's got to beat a, a Kalen DeBoer Washington team that has the, the the speed. I mean, and Texas is fast too. But you know, I just I look at that Michael Penix Jr. and his bevy of receivers, and I, I just think that's going to be a shootout. I look at that game. I'm going to probably. You know, I got to take the points, the four points in a shootout like that. But Texas does have the talent to play with anybody in football. You know the best part of the playoffs? I, that all the, all the stars minus, play. I'm taking Washington minus four. Andy Barron, who do you like in that one? Um, you know, I like Texas in that game. Um, I, You know, the Pac-12 the Pac teams never seem to fare very well when they get outside of, of their conference with some of these these bigger teams. Um Texas has had a tougher schedule, uh, you know, the toughest games on Washington schedule, Oregon and Oregon just doesn't show up to their, their biggest games. Right. So I'm, I think I'm going to go with Texas. They, they could take down Alabama. I think they could take down Washington. All right. Before we go, and we're, I'm talking the downside here of print publishing in the world of sports in 2023, the LA times, of course, six months ago, I decided to go in a different direction. They don't have box scores. They don't have any of the night scores, whatever the case might be. And uh, the L.A. Uh, Daily News and the uh, uh, papers uh, locally, uh, UCLA played Oregon State on Thursday night. And the Times, of course, didn't mention it uh, in the Friday paper. And uh, the Daily News mentioned it in an AP reporter. But it, he never mentioned that UCLA, UCLA won 69-62. They actually covered the six and a half point spread, which was shocking. But UCLA had some injuries in that article that was never mentioned. If you have a local reporter going with UCLA, he would have mentioned it. Andy Barron, what do you think about sports print publishing and how here's, it's gone down the tubes? Yeah, here's what I think. So, you know, I'm younger than you guys, but we're all dinosaurs. And the reason I say that, like my son is 21 years old, as big a sports nut as anyone you'll ever meet has never picked up a newspaper in his life. Doesn't, I'm not sure he even knows what a newspaper is. Right. So the next, like in Berlin last week on the show, <laughs> oh, the, the next generation isn't getting their media that way. It was, it was bound to happen. I think that, um, you know, we can, we can sob over it. Right. There's something about feeling that newspaper and to your point, getting that local flavor, but it's a, it's a, it's, it's a thing of the past. And I think we're going to see if you think it's bad now, I think, 10, 15 years from now, there may not even be newspapers. I don't so, think there will um, be so newspapers within five years, Andy, and it yeah. is really sad because the one thing that bothers me a little bit about the internet 
and and I and I do cover a lot of sports. I like to give people a flavor of different regional sports uh, in Galaxy Sports. But you don't know if you know you have to do a lot more research on the internet. You know that if a writer for a major newspaper says something, it's ninety percent accurate. Not a hundred percent, but a lot of these internet stories are just clickbait, as I call them. And they you know they throw something out there, and you look at it and go, wait a minute, that's not true. <laughs> So you got to really be careful. But, yeah, the, the way the sports media has gone, hey, our perfect example, Fred, your favorite show on television for years and years, exposed to the inside out of all sports, and it's no longer going to be around with Brian Cumble hosting it. And that's that's another travesty. Yeah, I keep waiting for somebody to say they picked up real sports, but I think Art's probably right. It may be too expensive, but to me, it meant everything. And uh, – I think things changed a little bit because of real sports when they talked about subjects that uh, had to change. And I'll never for, uh, forget that. And, uh, and I think it's just horrendous that it, it was canceled. But, hey, Fred, uh, can the Rams make the playoffs? I got to ask you straight up. Okay, you know, it's interesting. The 49ers lost last week could cost the Rams, and I'll tell you why. If they had won last week and they lost by two touchdowns, four interceptions for Mr. Purdy, um, he'll never act, he'll never do that again. A couple of them were were blocks, you know, were flipped, uh, were, were flicked. So it's, it's not quite. The, but anyway, he had a bad day. But anyway, the point is now the 49ers have to win out. If they had won that game, maybe the the seventeenth final game of the year would have been like they just played guys. And then, yeah, right. It's going to be interesting. Right. And you know, they got to go to New York and they got to play the Giants in New York on that, that field that you know I detest. Right. And. Uh, you know, I'm looking at the numbers on that game. They're five-and-a-half-point favorites. My old uh, great-great-uncle, Gigi, who was quite a handicapper in his day, always nice. said a home team giving five-and-a-half means the home team really isn't that strong. So I think the, the Rams with Tyron Williams and Puka Tuka, or whatever his name is, I love him. Nakua. Puka Nakua. And, and, you know, and, and then, you know, I just there's something about Sean McVay's a, a Ability to get these guys to play great football late in the season. It just seems like other teams start losing their steam. He has teams that seem to build their way into the playoffs. I just was wondering what your thoughts were on that, guys. I think what the Rams. Are, I think the Rams will win by about three touchdowns or more. Uh, Andy Barron, final uh, note on yeah. The you know, so my wife, my wife Lisa, being from Michigan, I'd love to see the Rams versus the Lions. Like, what a great storyline, right? You know, well, the golf against Stafford, that'd be perfect. Yeah, how great would that be? Now, what's going to happen? Right, in, yeah. What's going to happen in Miami and Miami and Baltimore in Baltimore? I got to ask you guys because that's a big game, big game in the AFC. Well, Baltimore cannot play any better than they played against the 49ers. and a lot can of they time, play that way back to back. Can they play that back to back? I'm going to take the points and take Miami, figuring that uh, that they'll play it down to the wire. All right, for Mario, for my cousin Andy Barron, for Art Source, and for all of you, this has been Believe Sports Biz Sports Media, also heard on Pod Clips. We'll be back whoa, faster than you can imagine right away. Thank you very much. Bye, everybody. <laughs>